Oak Stoke Cold, Steve Austin. Mm, yeah. I just had a bucket of fried chicken. That shit is good. Man, I should tell you. If I only I could just could strap it on my back. Anyways, uh, so today what you're going to get, kids, is uh, Cousin Jess. Th- this episode was recorded when uh, Dave was out conditioning his shoey, as he would call it. Uh, he's the only one that I've ever heard call it a shoey. Uh, maybe he's got Australia's dick in his mouth. But he, uh, he's conditioning his shoey in, uh, Zion national, uh, you know, national park of Zion. Uh, he's an iron lion and he's marching through Zion with his shoes. He's getting his shoey ready because CM Punk has returned, but he hasn't wrestled yet, kid. And there's no indication that CM Punk's going to wrestle any time before December 31st. So, Jess, I'm sorry to say, but I think you're fucked. And you wanted to bet that that CM Punk would wrestle by December 31st of 2019. And the bet was if CM Punk didn't wrestle by December 31st of 2019, regardless if it was WWE, Impact Wrestling, or AEW, WWE Light, uh, if he had to wrestle before or on December 31st, 2019 for any one of those promotions, not a commentator, not an interference, an actual wrestling match. And and, and there's no indication that that's going to happen because regardless of the promotion he went to, you know, it's not going to be happening until at least WrestleMania weekend. If it was for AEW, WWE light or for impact wrestling, you know, they would have saved him for WrestleMania weekend as a counter for WrestleMania. Why wouldn't you, kid? But at the same time, since he's somewhat with WWE, because he's with Fox backstage, or WWE backstage, a Fox Sports 1 television show, uh, if it's going to be WWE, his first match is more than likely going to be WrestleMania. And I will give you this and say, it could very well be at the Royal Rumble, and they're going to build up to a WrestleMania match. Uh, anything could happen. All, all I'm saying here, kid, is that Dave is an iron? Uh, he's an he's an iron lion in the National Park of Zion right now. When this episode was recorded, and he was conditioning his shoey that Jess is going to have to drink a beer from. Now, on the off chance that Jess happens to win, I recommend that Jess. I recommend that Jess goes to a dumpster, or to, sorry, sorry, to he goes to a dump, a landfill. And he takes one of his shoes, the shoes that he wants Dave to drink from. Maybe he should walk right through a landfill. And then he should walk through any promotion that Joey Ryan is wrestling for. And anyone that thinks that that's professional wrestling. Because he's bound to get a lot of shit on his shoes from that. Now, without further ado, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall And today's topic, kids, Greatest Promos Part 1, and your hosts, Jess and Cuz.
Welcome to the OWP. This is our wrestling podcast. This is Dick. No, this is not Dave. This is cuz. Fuck you, Dave. No order here tonight, bud. Our wrestling podcast. No, Dave is not here. Usually we do like Dave and I, and we're like, oh, cuz is not here. But today, Dave is not fucking here. So I don't I don't even remember his introduction. I have no clue as to what he does. So I kind of appreciate him at this point. Yep. Um, Gotta admit. So, uh, yeah, Cousin and I are just going to make a mess out of everything and go off the rails, but uh, whatever. Uh, that's what Dave gets for not being here. Yep. He's on vacation, bitch. And we're not drinking no gin, so maybe maybe we won't make a mess yeah. of it. Just mess Some racist gin. <laughs> well, today's topic, we decided to uh, talk about... Today's to- well, today's topics are <laughs> belches. I'm, I gotta be Dave. I gotta, I gotta steer after... And yeah. how gassy you have to be. After I fucking let out that fucking big one. But uh, no, we decided we were talking and we decided that we wanted to talk uh, some promos tonight. So today's episode is going to be. Yeah, we're going to. It's a little loosey goosey, but we're going to talk about like our favorite promos. And this will be part one. You know, it's uh, I guess. Right. We do a lot of part different parts and stuff, but we can never do one episode of like (laughs) the best promos. We can't do top five because like there's so many really good wrestlers that do great promos in their own different ways. But we're going to kind of identify like five of them or so and just kind of talk about them and play some clips and uh, maybe have some fun. We'll see what we can do without Dave, that piece of shit. (laughs) I'm sure he'll enjoy this one, though, at the end of it, at the end of it all. He'll enjoy it. He'll be like, oh, God, I'm yeah. glad I didn't have to do that. That episode. Yeah, glad <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a, a big old P. Uh, to join us at OWP or whatever yeah. he does. I don't even know anymore. I I miss Dave. It's bullshit. I do, too. Because, Dave, yeah, you would be guiding <laughs> us right now. That's all good. Because, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll try to guide it a little bit here. Uh, let's start with the first promo, then. Um, the one that I mentioned. You know, you got to mention it. Macho Man, when he was feeding with Jake the Snake. Uh, obviously, Jess, you remember you remember why this this was going down because of the uh, yeah, infamous wedding. Uh, scene. Overall, overall, Macho I think is like one of the best promos ever. Um, obviously, and that's why we're mentioning him too. But there's one specific one that we were talking about. And we were kind of laughing at, and uh, I think I picked it out. But it was from Saturday Night's main event, and uh, it was when he was feuding with Jake Roberts after Jake had the Cobra bite him, and that was yep. a pretty fantastic angle. Uh, and Macho Man always gives great promos. I know he was kind of erratic and he was sort of like all over the place and cream of the crop. Yeah. And did all that stuff. And he was always great. Everything he did. Macho was fantastic. He was fully in character all the time. But this one was a pretty good one. Like I said, it was in a feud against Jake Roberts and uh, it's pretty awesome. You know something? Maybe I am insane. Maybe I am insane. And maybe it's time for you, Jake the Snake Roberts, to find out how insane I am. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Go on. That was just a small short <laughs> clip, and he's going nuts on Jake. It was after Jake Roberts, like you know, slapped Elizabeth and yeah. threw her around and all that, and uh, it was pretty awesome. Like, yeah, it was a really cool. But Macho Man really did. Uh, fantastic stuff right like he was really good no matter what he did because tell me some of your favorite macho man promos oh well that one of course that's that's to me that's uh i mean if if we were doing this uh under if we were doing an underrated promo uh topic this one would be on there too because to me this is underrated it doesn't get as much attention as the other ones i want to mention uh one of my favorite ones of course is the promo before uh, him and hogan had their match their infamous match the uh Lust for Elizabeth, uh, or lust in your eyes for Elizabeth, and the 
I hate oh, your before guts. their Mania Five match. Yeah, where he's his eyes were bulging. You could see him through his sunglasses, and then he takes off his sunglasses, and his fucking eyes are popping out of his head. How he says he hate like it was yeah, emotional. Well, like that that's was why. The thing about so good. Yeah, that was the thing about Macho Man too. Like he was, especially in that feud. Like you believe that he was super jealous. Yes, and he wanted to kill Hulk. Like that was awesome. And that's why it's one of my favorites. And then, of course, you know, honorable and mentions. It, oh, go ahead. Yeah, well, honorable mentions, the cream of the crop. I'd rather yep. not be in outside interference here. I'm living in a nightmare. But the cream <laughs> will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. I am the cream. Yeah, let me say it here. Let me say it out loud. The cream of the crop. I am the cream. I am the cream. Yeah. The cream. That was a, like a montage of that whole interview. I just found online, oh. <laughs> and it was just them cutting him to talking about the cream. That's really funny. What's the one um, where it? I don't know if it's the same one as that, or if it's it's not the cup of coffee. Cup of coffee is different. That's the Ricky Steamboat. Uh, yeah, that's Steamboat. I think it's another one after uh, after he lost to Ricky Steamboat, where uh, he does like a little spin at the beginning, like because Mean Gene says here. Uh, speaking of a man, uh, here's a man who's gone uh, 180 degrees he's like 180 degrees but he's gone another 360 and then 360 and then another 180 i'm a chameleon yeah a chameleon uh, uh, yeah i'm talking about the beat goes on yeah and the beat goes on yeah and the beat goes on and the video scope yeah i am looking right into you right now because he did the 180 degrees when he turned face distortion space is the place mean gino because like yeah i think he turned away he's oh yeah and he did the whole thing yeah i didn't i didn't pull that one up but yeah no that was another really good one too he was overall he's part of this discussion because yes. of the fact that he was like one of the best promos ever you know some people can say that oh some of his programs were crazy and you couldn't understand them but i i base a good promo off somebody who understands their character. Yes. And I, we, 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 he's not included on this list, but I have to throw, and I'm not a fan of this guy, but I have to throw the warrior in here. Oh, yeah. You know, so many people were like, oh, his promos didn't make any sense. I was like, he was a crazy maniac ultimate warrior. Like, he, all of his he promos in his were character. good. Like, they were really good. Yeah. He was in character sure. the whole time. How is that not a good promo? When you praise a good actor, it's because he plays the character well, right? Yes. He understands the little nuances and all that. So to me, wrestlers are actors when they do promos yeah. and they not scripted like today, but I mean like they they're they're good actors. They believe in their characters. And Macho Man, of course, like Jesus, like he's like one of the best. Whether you understood every word that he was saying, it didn't matter. Whatever emotion he was trying to get across, he did well. Whether it was jealousy or rage or just complimenting himself, I'm the cream of the crop, yeah. Like that's it just that's who he was. He's he's the best. He's one of the best ever. Well, and it shows his his uh range of acting skills or just that ability to draw you in with the emotion, like like we mentioned, the the Hogan WrestleMania five promo. Like it looked like he was crying at the end, but like also angry like you believe like you said you believed that he was actually jealous you believed that he really believed hogan was going after elizabeth and that he really felt that hatred for hogan i got news for you man here i got news for you elizabeth is gonna be in the corner of the macho man randy savage at wrestlemania 5 yeah and let me tell you something you say you love me like a brother well listen to this Hulk Hogan. i hate you i hate your guts and that's what's gonna be left all over the mat after you in with that yeah 
So that's, yep, that's and that's why Macho Man's on our list too. And the next one I want to bring in is he's not a wrestler per se. He's a manager. And of course it's Bobby Heenan. And oh, so many people great. give, you know, I know we're not going to talk about the rock or Ric Flair or dusty because those are the obvious, like great promos, right? Everybody who talks about good promos are like, Oh, Flair and rock and dusty. And for good reason, because those guys are fantastic and they are probably, uh, Easily in the top 10 best promos ever, but there's a lot of like silent killers out there. Yes. And Bobby Heenan had to manage a whole stable. And for a block of years, he was the manager of a bunch of different people that tried to take the WWF championship off Hulk in the eighties. And so Bobby Heenan like had to deliver great promo after great promo after great promo to hype guys like Andre or Bundy or Stud. I'm not saying those guys couldn't talk, but Bobby Heenan made it that much better. Oh, for sure. Big title match at the Silverdome and Pontiac hmm. on the 29th. You want to talk to somebody? You talk to me. He's going to do all his talking in the ring. You talk to me. You want to talk about the final chapter? I'll be glad to talk about the final chapter. The final chapter in the life and history and the career of Hulk Hogan. See, because it's over, Hogan. I know it, you know it, everybody knows it. You had three good years, you can't laugh at that. You were lucky, you made some money, you got a cartoon, you got some dolls, you rode good, you had it good. You know you can't beat this man. Toughest man in the world, nobody can beat this man. You think with all that blonde hair and a bunch of little hulksters out there and behind you, you ripping that t-shirt off and shaking in your pythons, you think you can beat him, dummy? It can't be done. Paulina <laughs> was so good. He was so good. Yeah, like you yeah, have to was. have a yin to your yang. You have to have a good heel to a face. And I think I said it in a past podcast. Like, don't get me wrong. Andre was Andre. So yeah, Andre was feuding versus Hulk. But for a, a, like a four year span or three or four year span, it was. Bobby Heenan really feuding because we were talking. I think it was yes. an Austin episode. We were talking about the importance of the dynamic between Mr. McMahon character and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes. About how that really launched Austin and that launched everything to the mainstream because it was like it was Austin telling his boss to go fuck himself. And we all want to do that. Right. You know, that's like a whole American dream thing. Oh, tell the boss, fuck you. I could do this better than you. Yeah. And. But back in the 80s, the equivalent was not necessarily one person versus Hulk. It was Heenan in like a three or four year block. So in a way, it wasn't as intense, but it was Heenan was kind of like the Mr. McMahon character to to Hogan Stone Cold. Like it was just kind of like Heenan was throwing Bundy, Stud, Orndorff. Andre at Hulk, all these things. So Andre or Heenan, I should say, was the guy that was having having to cut these great promos. And even though Orndorff gave great promos, and you know Andre for what it was, less is more. Andre would just say a few words, and he'd be like, "Oh my god, like he's gonna fucking kill someone." You know, Bundy would barely say anything. You know, but Heenan led the way. He led the 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 way that whole three year period. It was really the Heenan family versus Hulk, led by Heenan. Yep. And so Heenan had. I mean, Heenan is. You know, what do you say about the guy? He was your uh, Don King back then <laughs> for wrestlers. 
Yeah, he was a legit promoter. Like he yeah. was a manager, but it's funny. That's a really good point, actually. He was a manager, but yet he was a promoter for yes. his guys. So he would get out there and cut promos like I just played, and he would promote his guys. You know, like and and he would always bash Hulk, which was really funny. And he would come out with neck braces and do little promos about like you know you hurt my neck and you attacked me and assaulted me. You're gonna hear from my lawyer and all that great stuff. Like you know, there's a lot of really good promos out there wrestling wise. But I had to throw Heenan in there because I just felt like. Like manager wise, like he was just as good, if not better than any like actual wrestler. Like Heenan was fantastic. He was really good. A lot of great memories of him as a kid. I remember him a lot, a lot of, a lot of great, even like just one liners or just when he would freak out on the mic, like the one that you brought up. Uh, God, what was it that we brought up where he, uh, uh, Oh, when, when, when Ric Flair came and when he, <laughs> when he would went to go confront Hogan, and the way he oh, just Hogan freaked out, over, yeah, face. slamming the door on him, it was fucking great. Just like little shit like that. Like he added to it. Not 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 only was he was, was a it, good, good. He was a really good physical comedian. Yes, there was. you go. He was yep, so good, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, and every everything he did was good. So I had to throw Heenan in here because like Heenan's like he's better than most wrestlers. Like to be quite honest, uh, like yeah, he's fantastic. Sure. Without Heenan. Like being thrown in. That's why I miss managers today because managers are so necessary. I don't yeah. get why there's no managers anymore. Like because they you they taught guys. Like you know maybe Orndorff didn't know how to cut a great promo at first, but when he was with Heenan, he learned confidence. I don't know. I can't say that for sure. I'm just throwing that hypothetical out there. Like maybe uh you know another wrestler that was with Heenan like learned. Wow, just listening to Heenan cut promos for me, I learned how to cut promos for myself. You know a manager could do so many different things of value. Yes, and he definitely brought, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just so much that can be said about his value to the company, I mean, or to anybody that he was ever with in any promotion. I loved him in WCW, honestly. Yeah. Commentating? Yeah, he was great I in WCW. He was great. As a commentator, he was really good, too, for sure. Yeah. So that, that's... Well, do you have a, do you have anybody of, a, a like, an enforcer nature, cuz, that you want to bring up? Uh, some huh. kind of enforcer? Someone that, hey, <laughs> one of my favorites, Arn Anderson. Yeah, and we did this mainly because, like I said at the beginning, we don't want to talk about Flair or Dusty or The Rock because I think they're kind of obvious. Like, But these people that we're naming right now, like you could say, sure, on a Mount Rushmore of great promos has to be Flair, The Rock, Dusty, you know, I don't know, like maybe even Heenan. Maybe I I mentioned someone obvious, but I feel that we want to mention people who not are – they're not as obvious here because they weren't like, you know – in your face they just believed in their characters and they cut promos that were super realistic but you you always remember the over the top guys and you know a macho man is over the top so maybe we kind of cheated and put macho in here but at the same time like uh, you're talking about arn anderson am i right yeah dave's favorite we're doing this we're doing this one for you bud yeah dave <laughs> dave loves arn anderson yep Dave is actually not on this podcast right now because he's probably pleasuring himself to an arn anderson promo or video <laughs> That's I'm with some gin. Next I, to I don't know. That's what he's doing for sure. He has a little. Gin. I don't know what he's doing for sure. Maybe he's doing that. It could be. He's drinking a little gin while he does that. So what do you think about? Uh, <laughs> what do you think he's dumping gin all over his? Never mind. Anyway, I'm getting off track here. Uh, what do you think about Arn Anderson? What uh, do you like about his promos? It, the way he well, the one that we we listened to earlier, he got fired up in there. I I just like the way. The way he delivers his promos, I like the way he delivers it. He sounds like that um, that Stone Cold Killer, you know. Uh, he's not going over the top like a Rock or Austin or Flair, 
but you know he means business. You know he's going to kick your ass. And then, of course, his ring work, I mean, there you go. Look no further than that. He he talks the talk, and then he walks the walk. And I just like the way he delivers his promos. Um, what's I mean, we, we listened to one promo earlier that might be controversial, that Benoit one is a good example. Or the one that we played um, last last episode? Yes, that was the one where he was talking about just a regular house yes. show match against Sting. Yeah, just yeah. just the way he delivers his promos. I I liked him more for his delivery, and then you know his, his the wording, like everything he says, how he says it, the way he delivers the promo. That's what I loved about Arn Anderson. But you know, yeah, he was he didn't people when people think of pro wrestlers, I think again, you know, Flair screamed, and I'm yes. not saying that's bad. I'm just saying Flair screamed. Dusty Rhodes was on a higher octave, baby, and even The Rock was like, I have to talk like this to get you to hear this, but, like, a lot of, you know, great promos are, like, people that are, they don't have to yell, like, Anderson's one of them. He never, like, sat there and screamed. You would hear him maybe raise a voice if he was in an arena doing a promo where he had to talk over the crowd, but he was very, like, awesome and just calm, and he spoke in a regular voice. And I said, well... We're not a couple of pretty faces. I'd be lying. If I came out here and I said, our heads all scarred up, we're not pretty to look at, I'd be lying. We have took our share of beatings. But while we have excelled and stood above all the rest since our conception three years ago, since the formulation of the horseman, because he doesn't mind getting knocked down, I don't mind getting knocked down. My tax man don't mind me getting knocked down because at the end of the year, we're still champion. So, yeah, I mean, he raised his voice a little bit in that one, but he was really like, he was not afraid to be like, I'm going to talk down here and I'm going to tell you what I think of you. And sure, you know, every pro wrestler has to kind of get like this a little bit, but like, but Anderson, there were so many, and, and that that interview was like just kind of a, a rare example of his interviews. But there was a lot of interviews where he was just like talking like this the whole time, and I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do with you. And guess what? Tell you what when makes when I man. finally face you, you're in a lot of trouble. And let me tell you, and he was always on one key. That was Anderson at his most animated. What I just played right now, yes. he never really got more animated than that. Flair would fucking yell and take clothes off and shit, which is really funny and and a great again. Flair, you know what do, what do you say about Flair? But at the same time, like Anderson was so respected, I think, promo wise, because in the industry, if you talk about it to a lot of young people, they're like, yeah, Anderson really spoke to me because he was he was just like this. And he was telling you, like, I'm going to I'm going to kill you. I'm going to break your leg. I'm going to pull your head off and I'm going to shove it up your ass. And it was like a very, like, calm, scary, like promo. And Anderson was the best at it. One of the best, for sure. Yeah. And he and he had that thing about him. That even though we obviously knew, like when he, when he was in the Four Horsemen, we we knew who the main guy was, Ric Flair. We knew yeah. who the main voice, the promo. But but he he had that thing about him that even though he wasn't the main guy, he could be the main talker of the group. And he also added in the ring, of course, fucking great in the ring, great technical wrestler, great fucking spinebuster, probably probably the best spinebuster in the business, I would say. So we could I'm, do I'm sure Dave said it already. Dave's like, I, I want to do a whole episode on Arn Anderson, which yeah. maybe we might do later. But uh, yeah, he's definitely worthy. And he gets built um, up. Too. So we'll move on to our next guy, because I know this next guy, uh, especially when he turned heel. He's your favorite wrestler ever. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, he's I up there, you know, well, I, I love it <laughs> when it happened, you know, brother, brother, brother. So we're. We're talking about Hulk Hogan. Now, listen. Now I got Hulk's cock Before you mouth. people go, fucking Jess, there you are on Hulk's dick again. Cuz actually mentioned this when the mics were off, that 
this guy, when he turned heel to me, he kind of ranks up there on like best best promos ever, uh, especially with this heel turn promo. Now, let's be fair to him. You know, I get when he was in WWF and in the rocking 80s and all that. It was like, let me tell you something, brother. Hercules, you're a Greek god, brother. But I'm going to get up there in the heavens. I'm going to shake the clouds. You know, like, yeah, in in the 80s, he was like, you know, over the top. Andre, I'm going to slam you and the earth's going to crack, brother. And the the houses are going to shake. And so, like, I get that. And and those were not bad promos. Let me be quite honest. Hulk Hogan on his own level was a really good promo. Again, somebody who was in character, he did the most outlandish stuff. But when he turned heel in in Bash at the Beach 96, it was different. And as a fan, I was kind of actually getting bored of Hulk about a couple months before he turned heel because he was just like, look, I'm going to be honest. And it was hard for me at the time. He was phoning it in. You know, his in-ring performances were fucking terrible and like just nitro was kind of flat and they were exciting they brought in the cruiserweights and that was exciting and some other younger guys but like hulk getting out there you know he'd fight just fucking people that he felt safe with like kamala or the one-man gang really over the hill heels at this point way past the 80s right so like he would just kind of get out there in his yellow and red and actually on nitro it was a live show the crowd would half boo him. So you have Hulk out there in the yellow and red getting half cheered and half booed. Not a good one. Not a good thing. Right, yeah. And so I think they, they, again, long story short, they convinced Hulk to turn heel. He showed up at the Bash of the Beach and uh, unleashed, you know, he didn't just turn heel, which would have been a good statement, but he actually unleashed a promo that you were like, oh my God. Like he did talk like Hulk Hogan. He still spoke like him, but the way he spoke, it was a different kind of speak. And it showed you that Hulk Hogan is actually a fucking really good promo and one of the best. Yep. What in the world are you thinking? Me, Gene, the first thing you need to do is to tell these people to shut up if you want to hear what I got to say. you for so many years for you to join up with the likes of these two men absolutely makes me sick to my stomach and I think that these people here and a lot of other people around the world have had just about enough of this man this man and you want to put yourself in this group you've got to be kidding me well the first thing you gotta realize brother is this right here is the future of wrestling. You can call this the new world order of wrestling, brother. These two men right here came from a great big organization up north. Everybody was wondering who the third man was. Well, who knows more about that organization than me, brother? He did say brother a lot. I will give you that. But but his whole thing was like just, yeah, it was kind of cool. And later he would talk about, you know, I was I was selling out arenas across the world when these guys here were bumming gas to get the high school. Like and it was just kind of like the first time you ever heard Hulk like probably say what he thought was the truth. And that's always the best character or best promo. Right. Is when you think it's the truth. And I think he. Again, he always said, I did it for the money, brother. Like, I think there's a lot of truth in that. I think Hulk really does love his fans, and I've met him more than once uh, in person, and he's always been awesome. Even when people weren't looking, 
Hogan was awesome when I when I met him live. And I'm not saying he always was awesome or maybe, you know, maybe he knew how to put the act on in front of public or whatever. But like even when he didn't know most people were watching him, he was still acting really cool and really charitable towards fans. Um, I think that that promo in WCW was a like half truth half what he thought people would think was heel. And so he kind of just put it together and, and went forward with it. So like a lot of people sleep on Hulk's promos, whether it was in the eighties or the NWO Hulk. And he got really animated with the NWO Hulk towards the end and not even towards the end, really after he became, he started painting his fucking beard black, you know, that's pretty over the top animated. If if I do say so myself, but I mean, he was really like uh, just saying evil stuff. He was and, funny. Yeah, too. he was kind of an over-the-top heel. He was super obvious, but it just really showed that, you know, Hulk has a lot of fucking skills, people. Yeah. And if you don't like Hulk, that's fine. You could not like his politics. That's fine, too. I understand. Oh, excuse me. I understand all that. But really, you got to, like, know that Hulk is pretty skilled and he understands what he's doing in there in the ring and promo-wise, too. Yep. He's, you know what? He He has to be there in the top I mean, his WF promo was alone, but I think, yeah, like you said, some once he spoke the truth, once he let loose, like look, look what Stone Cold said. Uh, you know, look at look at his past promos in ECW when he got to do the well, yeah. Bishop when he first, well, not even that promo. ECW was good too, but when he first got to WWF and then they finally turned yep. him loose and he won the King of the Ring. That King of the Ring was his real feelings, yes. not that he hated Jake or he hated no. the Bible, but I mean, like it was his real feelings. Like he was like, "How do I show my frustration as a character that I can that I've been held back and I could finally spring forward?" Well, and then he started calling people jackasses and shit man and all that stuff, that's and it just made because that's what he really wanted to do, not because he really hated those people, but because he really wanted like his he wanted to be in his character and and spread it out and get it out there. Yeah, and Hulk did that. And that's like, what Hulk did. Yep. When he turned heel. Don't sleep on Hulk promos, man. I don't. I don't know if Hulk ever like he stuttered a few times, maybe flubbed a couple lines here and Hardly. there over his fucking hundred year career Hardly. or whatever it is. But Hulk was pretty much dead on, man, with his energy, with his delivery, with his promos. Hulk was always super solid, one of the best for sure. Well, his WWF promos alone are like enough, you know, to put him up there. And and look how look how like you know most people in his situation or in his boots. If you're trying to cut a promo like that on the spot, all amped up like that, you're bound to fuck up. But Hogan knew what to say. Like, like, like I like mentioning that the twenty thousand leagues under the sea, brother, uh, with yeah. the tugboat, <clears throat> and then um, of course yeah. fee five oh <laughs> fee five oh. Yeah, brother. he had to remember, <laughs> and then he, he just go on about it and make sense. And he sense. put him in just. Yeah, he put him in perfect. Nowadays, you see wrestlers that are scripted, and you know they were just reciting a script. Yeah, it's horrible. But Hulk like. He made that up in his head. I'm going to do a fee fi fun thing, and I'm going to do a thousand leagues. Yep. And he knew how to put it in the promo because yes. it wasn't scripted back then. No. Well, that's why you got to give – I mean, like like you mentioned the warrior. It, it He stayed on track with what his character was and the message that his character was trying to get across. And even though he was – I am not a big fan of the warrior, but it, – It fit. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the warrior, but I, I agree with that hundred percent. Like when people say what a terrible promo, I was like, I totally disagree. I think, especially if you were like young and you were youth and you watched the warrior, you were totally sucked in. Yes. There's no way you weren't. Yep. I mean, well, he was the Alex Jones. To close it out. Cause <laughs> our last guy is somebody that we all respect. Oh, and I think, I think a lot of people sleep on his legacy period, let alone his promos. And I know when we name the name, people are going to be like, no, but a lot of people don't like 
consider Foley. Um, I, I just I set you up to say the name, and I just ruined it. That's right. The name. Um, <laughs> a lot of people don't consider Foley like in their top promos or top wrestlers of all time, and I think that's nuts. I think Foley is a wrestling genius. I think that he oh, understands yeah. the guy with a below average body. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, just he didn't look like a Rock or a Shawn Michaels or even a Bret Hart or a Hulk Hogan or Macho Man or Warrior. Like, I'm naming a bunch of people. He was this soft-looking, kind of chubby-ish kind of guy, and he had to, like, come up with this insane character. But he made you understand that the this character had different layers. And granted, when he got to WWF, they helped him flush out those layers. But, I mean, like, I'll go back to Shawn Michaels in Shawn's book. He said when he wrestled uh, uh, Mick Foley at Mind Games, he thought, oh, fuck. When they put him with Mick Foley, he's like, great. Like, you know, we brought this fucking crazy guy in here. He has no track record, right? Like, I, I, I'm a wrestler. I'm a good performer. This guy's got to come up to my level. And he said when he first started talking to Mick about the match and the way Mick was excited about, and then I want to do this, and then I want to do that, he realized, oh, shit. Like, Mick Foley's a good professional wrestler. He's really good. Like he has a great mind. Amazing. He's normal. When you talk to him backstage, he's not crazy. He's a normal human being. And he wants to just talk to you about, Hey, let's do this. And let's do that. My character's like this. And your character's like that. And they went out and they had one of the best matches of Michael's career and Mick's career. Go back and watch yes. mind games on the network, uh, from in your house, mind games and Foley and Sean <clears throat> were th- that match was fan fucking tastic. So, I mean, like Mick proved himself early on to undertaker and Michael's, oh, and people like that, that, oh, my God, this guy's really, really good. He's not just this, this one-dimensional character. He's a great pro wrestler, and he was also a really great promo as well, honestly. We heard time and time again from Randy Orton, stay down, Mick. Stay down. Why didn't you just stay down? Instinct. It's the only thing I can really think of. I don't even remember being aware of all that much. Until the moment I went home and watched the videotape, I thought maybe I'd been beaten up for 30 seconds. And I was aware that I was being beaten, but I had no idea how prolonged it was. And I think it was just instinct that I kept getting back to my feet. And while I was watching that beating, the one thing that kept going through my mind was... Where's, where's the help? How in the world could I be beaten up for six minutes continuously without a single soul out there to help me? That, that had to tear your guts out. Well, I was under the assumption that I was somebody that was respected within wrestling, looked up to, loved to some degree, and to think that with my life possibly on the line that I wasn't worth saving is something that tears me up emotionally. I try to rationalize the behavior of the wrestlers. And I think deep down there's an awful lot of guys who have not fully forgiven me for my action or my inaction of December 15th. I think there's some guys who feel like I broke some kind of unwritten wrestler's law when I walked away from that match with Randy Orton. And I I think that's awesome. This promo is great because it's a, it's not out in the ring. It's with JR 101 and he wasn't in any character. He's great when he's Cactus Jack and he's talking like this <laughs> and he's just like, but he was Mick Foley here dressed in the Cactus Jack outfit, the garb. But like, it, it just shows you how great Foley is as an actor. Like he's, oh, he's really good. Amazing. And like, 
you know he wrote this promo. This is way before they scripted, fully wrote this promo. And it was just so good and so planned out and like just the way he talked about, you know, just the way he pushed the story with Randy Orton. I mean, if you had half the guys, they were allowed to do promos like this to push a feud. How much value when this interview aired did this add to Randy Orton? How much value did Foley not only put on Randy Orton, but their match together? It wasn't about pushing Foley. It did end up pushing Foley, but he made sure that he talked about the beating you took about Randy Orton. And I, I'm, you know, it's a whole interview. This whole interview is like fucking eight minutes long. So he talks about Randy. He puts Randy over not directly, but indirectly. Yes. He talks about the seriousness about how the injuries Randy gave me were way more than I've ever suffered in my career. Like not only did I just get hurt, but I was like throwing up in the middle of the night. I was, you know, concussed. I was this, I was that. It, it just shows you like what a great promo from someone who understands their character can do for a storyline or to push another guy that's new that the company's trying to get over, which is what he did here with Orton. Mick Foley, to me, is one of my top 10 favorite wrestlers of all time. I would, I, I'm, if you press me, I might say top five Ooh, for sure. Oh, wow. I love Mick Foley. I think everything he does is fantastic from promos to in ring. I think he's not celebrated enough. I think that Mick Foley is the epitome of an excellent pro wrestler. That's my opinion. I agree. I mean, shit, man. I, I don't know if I'd put him in top five for me personally, but I would put him in top ten for Whoa. sure. What are you, Dave? What are you, Dave, right now? What are you doing? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, Jess. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> sounds like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> uh, what the fuck was I going to say about that? Oh, I was going to say, just like a, uh, a Mr. Perfect or a Ziggler would make you look legit in the ring, Foley would make you sound legit on the mic. Regardless of who and you are. And he would make you look legit in the ring. Foley was super underrated as a wrestler, too. Come oh, on. Oh, he, he was new. Yeah, he was underrated Foley for sure. Knew that Foley knows psychology really well and understands it. So I get, I, I get it. Like, no, he, I, I say top five. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if I'm pressed or whatever, a top ten is more appropriate. You know, five is a small. Top five is a very small club. I understand yes. that. Top ten. out. Top ten for sure. If you're a legit wrestling fan and you're being legit. Fully has to be in the top ten. With I, I don't understand how he's not. Just as far as the whole package is concerned, I don't we get it. Switch some gears here. I mean, I <clears throat> before we before we switch gears gears and uh, I want to mention another McFoley promo, the uh, breakdown promo. It was going to be him versus Shamrock and The Rock <clears throat> in a steel cage. Great match. I highly recommend you going. You know, anyone going back and watch that match. I'm sure. I know, Jesse, you've seen it. Uh, but yes. it's about. <laughs> about the people's elbow where he kind of buries it. It's fucking great. Um, I don't know if you remember. He was he was already wearing he was already in his um like white getup, like the white uh button-up shirt uh with his mankind mask and uh he was being interviewed. I forgot who was interviewing him. I don't know if it was Kevin Kelly or Michael Cole. But it was backstage like in the dark area where you know how it always be darkened for his uh, promos in the back yeah. but uh he wasn't the mankind he wasn't that mankind no more um but he said something along the lines of all the stupid things in my life nothing rivals the people's elbow and then he said you know if you think i'm gonna sell that abortion in the middle of that ring you're even stupider than i look like just that whole promo is fucking great so i, I definitely recommend going back to watch that promo actually all three of their promos were good shamrock the rock shamrock was okay 
his knuckle up thing was kind of like, you know, whatever. Uh, the Rock cuts a great promo, but Mick Foley's promo just burying the people. Yeah, for sure. But what's better? I, I might have found the Foley promo. <laughs> but I couldn't help feeling that when it was all said and done, The Undertaker never really knew me at all. Oh, him and Taker. I don't think that was that No. One. I was trying to find one like it, for what you were referencing, it, but it's not pulling it, up on YouTube. It, but it's not on no, YouTube. No, I remember. I remember that one for sure. Like, yeah, I remember. Well, that what's one. even better about it, and this just goes to show you, <laughs> like how, how he puts a lot of thought into the promos. Whether he's putting you over to make you sound legit, like he did with Randy, or in this case where he's burying the people's elbow, and he says he's not going to sell that abortion in the middle of the ring. And then what's great about it in the ring that night, he fucking sells it beautifully. <laughs> seen in my life nothing rivals the people's elbow for sheer stupidity so if you think that mankind in a pay-per-view match inside a steel cage is gonna lay down and sell that abortion well you're even stupider than i look no oh, right no i mean great. but that's that that's the beauty of foley though oh, that's fucking he amazing knew he was gonna do that oh yeah he knew it great. and like it's just it that's why I love Foley, and that's why I say, I again, top five is kind of rare air, and I understand that, and you have to kind of reserve that for certain people. But I top see why ten, if Foley's not in your top ten of all time, not just promo, but I mean greatest wrestler of all time, you're you're fucking you're sleeping too much in life. Like Mick Foley, you don't have to be a Shawn Michaels or a Bret Hart no. or a you know a, a, a Ric Flair or a Kurt Angle to understand what kind of a great pro wrestler Mick Foley was. Exactly, he's one of the best ever. Ever. Well, I was going to say, if you want to switch gears really quick, do a few minutes, who would you put in your top five club? Who's in that top five club? Oh, God. I don't even know. Ooh. We could probably do another hour on this, All but right. really quick, uh, real quick, uh, before we end it. Yeah. Oh, God. Like top five promos or of all time? Ooh, Wrestler actually, all time. see, there we go. We can't even do it because I, I can't even decide on that whether it would be just all time or just top promos because... Yeah, you know what? Let's do top promos because this is the promo episode. Let's do top promos. Yeah, uh, top promos. <laughs> like uh, I would say, me personally, um, you know, I know we didn't mention this person, but Flair, uh, oh, um, uh, The Rock, um, Stone Cold. Um, I want to say Dusty only because I think that people I I love Dusty. I do, and I know that he belongs in the top five. But I'm not going to put him in my top five just because, like. I really quick when I became a pro wrestling fan, I, I started watching WWF first. So Dusty in his NWA career became later to me because the first Dusty that I got to know was the polka dot Dusty. And he still gave fantastic promos, even as the polka dot Dusty. Don't get me wrong. Really good promos in WWF. But um, I, me, I've loved like Flair. Um, like I said, uh, Austin, The Rock. Uh, Mick Foley, I thoroughly enjoyed, and uh, I'd say, oh God, Macho Man is my yep. run of my top five, just off the top of my head. Yeah, I would go. I would. So I mean, I'm going to have a lot of similar guys. I'm going to have Austin, Macho Man, of course. Uh, definitely going to have Flair in that one because I I love a lot of Flair promos. Um, the last two, it's always like the last two because I I want to put Foley in there because I love Foley, but I got to put Jake for sure. I gotta put Jake the Snake in there. Jake's good. And as far as the last one goes, it, it's 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 tough. I mean, I want to put Hogan. I want to put Hogan in there. I, I I I like I liked Raven a lot back in the day. I liked Raven promos. 
So it's it's really hard for me, but I, I guess I would have to go Hogan. Honestly, I'd have to go Hogan. Well, then we have to have or a part two because you mentioned Raven. <laughs> Raven is great. Yes. Raven had a really good, you know, we slept on a lot of ECW. ECW was a lot of uh, really all about promos yes. and character development. I would say a lot of people remember ECW for the hardcore stuff. And I get it that on the face, that was what it was about. But you, there was character development and promos, yeah. and uh, Paul Heyman was all about that. You know, I mean, he was really about developing characters and and, and storylines and having good matches, just legit good matches, not hardcore necessarily. But hardcore ended up stealing the show. But um, yeah, like they called it extreme championship wrestling. So of course, I think people remember ECW a little bit more fondly in the extreme arena. As it really was. Yes, they had hardcore matches, but they also had legit one-on-one fantastic technical wrestling yeah. matches, too. Oh, yeah. And they had great promos. So, yeah, I mean, we can go on forever. I know we got to cut this short here. We're approaching 40 minutes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I we held it together pretty well with that Dave, that piece yeah. of shit. Yeah, and we mentioned um, one Dave, of his wrestlers. So, uh, so. Yeah, if you guys want to follow right. us on uh, Instagram, it's uh, OWP2019. Follow us on. Oh, my fucking speaker fell. Um, <laughs> follow us on YouTube at our wrestling channel or at SoundCloud on our wrestling podcast. And uh, look out for us in the future, guys, um, because we're going to be on Spotify pretty soon. We're going to push hard to be on iTunes or iPod or whatever the fuck they call themselves now. And uh, we're going to branch out there more. So um, everyone just do me a favor and just suck my dick. Cuz, wow. how do you feel? Well. Well, first off, I'm going to say that it sounds like you got a little inspiration from uh, Joey Ryan there, huh? But you know what? I would feel fucking fantastic if all of you that listen to the podcast, all seven of you, if you can tell your friends and family, you know, we, we just we just ended Thanksgiving and now we're coming up on the, you know, Christmas holiday. So l- let's have a little little Christmas holiday cheer, a little Thanksgiving gesture, and spread the word to your family and friends. Let them know to follow us at Our Wrestling Channel on YouTube. Give us a subscribe there. Follow us at Our Wrestling Podcast on SoundCloud. We're on Instagram at OWP2019. And we now have a Twitter page, Our Wrestling Podcast. So give us a follow. Subscribe to us. Pass that along to your friends and family if they love pro wrestling, uh, you know, especially WWE, uh, since that seems to be what we talk about most, but you know we will we will start broadening the horizon there. You know we we'll do a little ECW and we have done some WCW, but you know we'll 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 spread the love a little bit to other promotions. So let your friends and family know to give us a follow, to give us a su- subscribe, at or add a subscription to our YouTube channel and our uh, our our SoundCloud there, where you can find all of our episodes, including the last few weeks we've released the history of Survivor Series. The return, kind of, of CM Punk. And last week, during the Thanksgiving festivities, we released Survivor Series Greatest Moments and Matches. And today you heard part one of the greatest promos in professional wrestling. This is Cuz and Jess signing out. Peace.